Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or comment or share it with a friend. Thanks for joining us. This morning, I woke up early and got in line outside Home Depot. I was on a mission. It's a mission to build a garden in my backyard, actually to expand the garden I already have, adding more space for tomatoes to the vegetable and strawberry gardens I already have. This is a mission I've been on for several weeks already, but with garden centers being closed and only available through curbside pickup, it was hard to get the stuff that I needed. So this morning, I was in line at Home Depot, ready to pick up wood and soil and seedlings. I wasn't even thinking about the fact that this week's Torah portion is all about what we plant in the earth and what we reap. This week we're reading from a double portion called Bahar Bechukotai. This is the end of the book of Leviticus. And while most of Leviticus has dealt with what we call Levitical matters, things having to do with the temple and the priesthood and sacrifice, this portion has a little bit of that at the end, but it largely deals with our relationship with the earth. Ki tavo el ha'aretz, asher anino ten lachem, veshavta ha'aretz shabbat ladunai. When you enter the land that I assign you, the land shall observe a Sabbath of the eternal God. This Shabbaton, or in English we call it sabbatical year, is meant to be observed every seven years. Every seven years, you're not allowed to plant anything in your fields, according to the Torah. The land has to lay fallow so that it can regenerate and recharge. Now, there are two reasons for this. One of them is more philosophical, and the other one is more practical. The philosophical reason is that it's a reminder to you that the land doesn't actually belong to you. It's actually a gift from God or a possession of God. You get to live on it. You get to live from it. But it's not yours to do whatever you want with. The more practical reason is that the land does need to recharge and replenish. If we just sow and reap and sow and reap over and over and over again, then the earth that we live on ultimately does lose some of its fertility. So the Torah advises that every seven years you should not plant anything at all. This is accomplished in modern times through crop rotations that allow the land to regenerate certain nutrients by growing different things from year to year. This portion is a good reminder that Judaism is originally an agricultural way of life. The Torah is actually filled with what you might call advice for farmers on the fertility of the land, how to plant and sow and reap, and how to treat the land and build a relationship with it in general. In fact, the Jewish holidays are originally agricultural festivals. Before Pesach was a celebration of the exodus from Egypt, it was an ancient celebration of the spring harvest system. Before a sukkah was a reminder of how we wandered in the desert with temporary huts, it was a reminder of how farmers live in temporary huts during their harvest time. So we Jews are actually the recipients of an ancient agricultural tradition. Now, most of us aren't agriculturalists. My little uh, garden plot in the backyard pales in comparison to what an ancient Israelite farmer was doing. But there's a clear message here, even for us city folk, about the relationship we're meant to have with the land. Later in the portion, we read these words. 
im bechukotai telechu ve'et mitzvotai tishmuru ve'asitemotam, if you follow my laws, says God, and faithfully observe my commandments, v'natati gishmechem be'itam, v'natna ha'aretz yivula, then I will grant the rain in their season and the earth will yield its produce. In other words, if you live in the right ways, the earth will take care of you. And if you don't, it may not. Now, we can see how this focus on fertility would have been important to an ancient farmer. They must have gone through all kinds of rituals and prayers to try to get God to give the rains to produce the yield of the earth. But for us as modern people, it's a reminder that we also have an effect on what the earth yields. What we put into the earth, we get back. When we pollute, it affects the healthiness of our own food. When we overpopulate, it affects the Earth's biodiversity, which in turn affects our own wellness. We can't separate out our own health from the health of the planet that we live on. There is a wonderful story in the Midrash that tells that when God first created human beings, God gave the first person the job of naming every animal on Earth. One by one, God brought each animal to that person, and he named them a giraffe, a bull, a cow, a hippopotamus, until every animal had received a thoughtful name. And then God turned to the person and said, what about you? What's your name? And the person replied, my name is Adam, Adam, which became the Hebrew word for human being. God said, why is your name Adam? To which Adam replied, because I was born from Adama. I was born from the earth. It is a central Jewish value that we human beings are connected to, and not only connected to, but a part of the earth from which we are born. Judaism encourages us to connect to the land. It encourages us to know where our food comes from, to know how our food affects our environment and our health and the health of the biodiversity around us. It encourages us to be part of an ancient agricultural tradition, maybe even to try to grow our own food, to get your hands dirty with earth. It encourages us to have a relationship of respect with the planet that we live on. So even if you're not going to get up early and go to Home Depot to buy gardening supplies, maybe this week do some thinking about your food and where it comes from and how it affects your health and your family's health and the health of the world that we all share. Say a blessing over some of your food as a reminder that it is a gift from the world. And may each of us do whatever small things we can do during this difficult time to bring some healing to our planet so that it stays healthy and beautiful for our children, for the generations to come, and for all the living things that share our world with us. Shabbat Shalom. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment, and please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.